0: We are on a mission to help lawyers and law firm owners maximize wealth and achieve financial independence. Welcome to The Lawyer Millionaire with Darren Wurtz from Words Financial Services. In this podcast, we will help you build wealth, minimize your taxes, and plan for retirement with money management strategies designed for the legal profession. Join us in this journey where we help you manage your money so you can make the most of your future. Start feeling confident in knowing you are well prepared for retirement and on track to financial independence. Now onto the show.
1: Most attorneys will eventually retire,
0: and they shouldn't wait until the
1: last minute to plan for that time. Darren Wirtz can help lead that conversation. After all, he wrote a book on financial planning for attorneys, and this is his podcast. I'm Patrice Sacora, and this episode focuses on retirement planning for lawyers. Darren, be honest. Do they procrastinate like most of us?
2: Well, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and most of us do procrastinate. In fact, the clients that I get tend to come to me about five to 10 years away from retirement. That seems to be kind of the time timeframe, uh, which you might you might think seems a little bit late. <laughs> yeah, just a tad. Uh, but most of the people I talk with, they have done a lot of kind of planning on their own, or they've been really serious about squirreling away money. So you know, they've been uh, really putting it away as as quickly and as efficiently as they can. So that works out really nicely. But if you're not doing that, yeah, you need to start a lot earlier. Um, Five to 10 years is not a lot of time to really make any major changes that need to be made. You know, really, the truth is you need to start as early as possible. You know, duh. (laughs) Uh -uh. now, if you haven't started already, start now. Yeah.
1: And you talked about that in episode three, your podcast episode three. So they can go back and and refer to that as well. But I'm sorry, go right ahead.
2: No, you're absolutely right. You know, the biggest thing your your biggest resource is your time, and the more you can uh, harness the power of compounding over time, the earlier you can start in your retirement planning, the better. And really, it's more it's more than that. It's about making sure you're on the right pathway. You know, there's a lot of decisions that you can make early in your career about what kind of retirement vehicles you're going to use, even what kind of investment strategy you're going to use, how you're going to structure your business, how you're going to, you know, make some taxes for plant, you know, planning for taxes and different things like that. So the earlier that you can start getting on the right pathway is really the best. Uh, some of the clients I work with are are younger, and that's great. You know, they're taking the bull by the horns. (laughs) And so for them, retirement planning is maybe a lot less specific. We're not dealing with really specific numbers, but it is important to at least make sure you are on the right pathway and headed in the right direction. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, what are some of the biggest fears that attorneys have about retirement?
2: Attorneys have a lot of the same fears that many of us have. And some of those fears are, of course, Running out of money would be one of those chief concerns. Uh, that seems to be pretty universal across the board. Uh, yeah, it's think, like
1: number one. Number one.
2: <laughs> I think I mentioned this uh, in an earlier podcast, but uh, kind of a universal thing. You know, no matter how much money you have, when it comes to retirement, running out of money is really uh, kind of a universal concern for for most folks. Well, I was going to
1: say again, in episode three, I really highly recommend that to everybody because you went through this in great detail. Um, But just give a high level overview of the challenges that attorneys face today, because they're coming out of school, late start to career. So what are the challenges they're facing?
2: Yeah, lack of time and planning is, is really a big one. And then there are, you know, because as attorneys, you know, you're very busy. You're busy running your practice. You're busy with your professional work. If you own your own practice, you're you've got all those hats that you're wearing as a business owner. So you're just generally um a very busy person, and so it can be difficult to set aside time for that planning and stuff like that. And then of course, you have uh, you know a lot of the the kind of environmental challenges that are happening right now. So that would be things like there aren't any pensions anymore. (laughs) Yeah. You know um, it, there actually used to be pensions in, in the legal profession, maybe not as common as other types of, of uh, businesses or industries, but those pensions are going away. Uh, Most companies have gotten rid of those pensions are difficult for companies to maintain. You know, they make these promises that we're going to give you X amount of dollars when you retire for the rest of your life. Well, you know, there's a lot of risk that the company has to take in, in setting that up. So those are going away. Uh, and then people are living longer. That's one of the reasons pensions are going away. People are living a lot longer. I have, uh, you know, my grandparents are in their 90s, you know, so pe- people are living well into their 90s. They are living a lot longer than they used to. And so you may be retired for 30 years. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah you know, if you retire at 65 and you have a life expectancy of maybe 95, that's 30 years of retirement. You have and, and that makes that, that fear of running out of money that much more real, right? Because your money has got to last a long time. Uh, compounding all of those issues is it, now this is up for debate, but a lot of experts believe that the stock market is not going to be as generous in the future as it has been in the past. Um, from 2009 to you know, the end of last year, the markets had a really, really nice run-up. And there's some things happening you know, with inflation, with population growth, with valuations, stock market valuations, if that means anything to you, that a lot of experts believe that the market may not be as generous going forward. So that's a concern. You know, Obviously, you need your money to grow so it can last. <laughs> and if that's not happening, then, then you could be in trouble. Uh, and then finally, uh, firms are pushing attorneys to retire earlier. This may not be such a problem for you know, people who own their own practice. But a lot of the bigger firms, they're trying to get their attorneys to retire earlier. Why, Why is this? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Great Why? question.
2: You took the question right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, the, pro- the thing is, att- you know, these big law firms, like, you know, the big, you know, multinational kind of law firms, uh, they are trying to make room for new talent. You know, they're trying to bring in that fresh crop of attorneys, you know, you know get access to some new blood. And that's just kind of a dynamic that's happening across the board in, in some of the bigger, Firms are trying to get those older attorneys to retire earlier if possible. So, earlier retirement—you're living longer, <laughs> you're not going to earn as much on your money. There's a lot of there's a lot of issues at stake here, you know, and um, that makes retirement planning challenging.
1: But what is different about? planning retirement for attorneys than it is for anybody else. It's the same thing. As you said, we're all worried about living longer, no more pensions. Okay. Yeah. So maybe some of us are getting pushed out earlier than expected, but what is so different?
2: Yeah. A lot of these are the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we all kind of have some of these issues that we're facing and concerns. Attorneys do have some unique things that, um, that they face. And so, you know, I've kind of developed my uh, practice around serving the unique needs and the challenges uh, of the legal profession specifically. A lot of that involves uh, just the way the legal profession is. So attorneys don't, you know, the, the legal profession is not like a physically demanding job. You know, you can continue to work as an attorney you know, well into your, your later life, you know, as long as you're, you're mentally sharp, you can continue to do your job for a lot longer than many other professions. So a lot of attorneys do, you know, they love what they do. It's part of their identity, you know, it's, um it's in their blood, you know, and so they, they really enjoy it and, and they can't think of doing anything else. They want to continue to work. Um, now that's not true of everybody, you No, know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I know plenty of attorneys who are like, oh no, that won't be me'm I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here as soon as possible you know but if you want to keep working you can. so that's a little bit different. And so for a lot of attorneys, it isn't a specific retirement date like it might be for other professions. Maybe it's a little bit more fluid. So in instead of talking about retirement necessarily, sometimes we talk more about, uh, financial independence—you know, being able to get to a place where you have enough money that you could retire if you want to—and that gives you some freedom. So it gives you the freedom to maybe be a little bit more selective in who you take on as a client. It gives you the freedom to uh, be selective about what cases you take and things like that. So, you know, people are looking for that maybe that kind of a, a lifestyle. The other big thing is attorneys who own their own practice. So that's where a lot of uh, my work centers around is helping attorneys figure out what do I do with the law firm, right? What should I do? How do I sell it? Can I sell it? How do I transition it? What happens there? What's the succession plan? So those are some of the unique things that attorneys face.
1: So what are some of the options uh, for the practice? What can they do?
2: Great question. Uh Unfortunately, most attorneys that I talk to, at least, don't really have a plan. And so their plan is the no plan plan. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to turn out the lights. I, I have several clients like this. And unfortunately, you know, they started working with me a little bit too late in the game, and uh, they didn't really have an interest in doing much with their practice. And so it was pretty much just finish off with finish with the current clients finish with the current caseload, and then wrap it up, you know? Um, But there's a lot of money being left on the table there. So I encourage attorneys to think about selling their practices. There's a couple of ways you could do this. And, you know, basically you could sell to somebody else, like maybe another firm by, you know, merging with another firm, finding another attorney who has a firm who wants to buy you out, something like that or an internal transition, perhaps. Maybe you bring on a younger associate um, who can then take over over time. But in all of these, it is a transition that does take some time.
1: And how do you value a law firm?
2: Yeah, that's the golden question, right? <laughs> it is tricky. Uh, law firms are not like you know a McDonald's franchise. It's not Something that can be so easily sold, but law firms do have value. All your tangible assets have value. If you maybe own your office, that the building, the land, all of that obviously has value. Your property, you know, those are tangible assets. Goodwill and reputation. Hmm. You have built up uh, through your advertising, through your marketing, you've built up a reputation in the community. Uh, If people know you, if your name is recognizable, your brand is recognizable, all of that has value. Your intellectual property. Are there things that you do differently as a law firm? Are there processes and procedures, trade secrets that you have that make you different? All of that is stuff that has value. Definitely.
1: All right. Now, thinking as an attorney might think, I'm going to ask you how much am I going to need to retire?
2: Yeah, I get that question a lot. You know, um, what is the magic number? You know, do I need a certain amount? And, you know, you'll see these uh, articles all the time. I see them all the time on the Internet and stuff that that say, hey, you need X amount of dollars to retire. Um, a few years ago, I saw an article by Susie Orman. She said, you need five million dollars to retire. Well, if that's how <laughs> much you need, there's a lot of people who are going to be in trouble. You know yeah, I mean? we're going to be working a long time. Definitely. So the, the true answer is it depends. Uh, how much you need to retire is unique to you specifically and what kind of lifestyle you want to lead. It's all about your spending. You know, How much do you want to spend in retirement? How, what do you anticipate your retirement looking like?
1: Well, all right, then. I mean, but how do you figure that out? You're you're working now. You don't know how much travel you might want to do or might not want to do, um, mm-hmm. what kind of lifestyle you may become accustomed to and want to continue. How do you figure it out?
2: Yeah, you got to do some math. <laughs> right. Our favorite thing, yeah. right? Uh, there, there is a very... Complicated way to figure it out, and there's a very easy way. So there's, um, you know, what, what I do with clients is we'll sit down, we'll create a retirement budget, we'll look at your current spending, kind of see what that will look like in the future, and then use that to to basically compute how much exactly you're going to need. Uh, the simple way to do it is to take your spending, how much you anticipate spending per year in retirement, and divide it by four percent. It's called the four percent rule. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your withdrawals from your retirement accounts shouldn't exceed 4%. And yet you could have your spending be a little bit more when you factor in maybe social security and some other um, income sources that maybe you have. But as a general rule of thumb, you shouldn't be withdrawing more than about 4% initially from your retirement accounts um, when you get to retirement.
1: Why 4%? Why 4%? mm -hmm. Why the four uh, percent?
2: There are a lot of studies that have been done that indicate that four percent is sustainable for a thirty-year time frame, given the market and inflation. Okay, so your spending is going to go up over time. That four percent is going to rise, unfortunately, and eventually your portfolio is going to start to decline in value. But what we're concerned in is, is okay can we make sure that that portfolio lasts for at least 30 years, right? So uh, 4%, uh, based on a lot of different studies that have been done, seems to be kind of the general guideline.
1: Okay. So continue, please.
2: Yeah. So um, you can first figure that out. And then, you know, how do you maybe set that up, turn that into income, right? Once you reach retirement, Um, well, you can uh, basically... You, know, you want to instill some, some regularity in your life, okay? Uh, what you don't want to do is retire and then like, you know, just take money as needed from your retirement accounts. That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> hmm. uh, so you need to be real specific about what your spending level is. You need to be real realistic with what your spending level is going to be uh, I see a lot of folks that underestimate their spending. So you want to be real careful about figuring out what that spending level is going to be. Really um,
1: honest. Really honest. Really that. honest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if we're, if we're being realistic, you know, 4%, right. Um, if you have, you know, a million dollar portfolio, right. You're going to start with a withdrawal rate of about 40,000. And then that, would be sustainable over 30 years. Now that doesn't seem like much, but then maybe let's add in social security. So maybe that's 20,000 for you and 20,000 for your spouse. So you're looking at 80,000, you know, that starts to seem pretty, pretty reasonable. Now that number can vary a little bit. So if you maybe are planning to retire later, maybe you're planning to retire around 70, you know, maybe you can afford a, a little bit higher number. And, that's like, you know, to be ultra safe. The 4% rule is to to be ultra safe. You know, you could maybe get away with withdrawing a little bit more, but if you're interested in in trying to be as safe as possible, that's a good guideline.
1: What about retiring and then pulling out more at the beginning, planning later on to take out less?
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of nuances that go into it, right?
1: Yeah,
2: um, it's easy to, to to you know some of these simple guidelines might help you kind of gauge some things, but there's a lot of nuance that goes into it around your different income sources, when those kick in, how your spending changes over time. Because let's be real. Your spending will change. Yes. There are certain things that are going to go up over time, like healthcare costs and other things. And there's other things that are you're going to spend less on over time. You know, when you're 90, you're going to be traveling a lot less than when you were 70, right? So there are a lot of variations, and that's where someone like me can help you out.
1: (laughs) All right. And then Darren, how do you know if you're on track?
2: Yeah, that again. That's going to require um, some pretty good math to figure out. But I can give you some quick little guidelines. Um, one of the so you could use kind of a multiple of your income. General uh, wisdom is to have maybe two times your income saved by age forty, and maybe five times your income saved by age fifty. Uh, if your income is 100000 you should have about 200000 tucked away by 40 uh, and maybe 500000 tucked away by age 50. And that that's kind of a general guideline. Now, if you want to know more, uh, schedule a meeting with me and I can help you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we will let them know how to do that by the end of this podcast. Definitely. Um, so what else? Talk to me about investment strategies and other things that go into creating a, a retirement plan.
2: Yeah, there is a lot more to it, right? Uh, it's not just uh, the numbers. You need to make sure you're doing other things correctly. Uh, Social security strategy would be one thing. You know, when do you take that? That's a really big question I get all the time, and that can have a really dramatic impact on your retirement plan. I've seen that dramatically change results for folks. The other big one is your investment strategy. Yeah, you really need to make sure you have an appropriate investment strategy. And it's a balance, right
1: <laughs> okay define appropriate
2: yeah you want to be aggressive somewhat because you have to make money you've you've got your you've got to, your portfolio has to grow <laughs> that's pretty important but the other really big thing is you also can't lose a lot of money <laughs> yeah. um, so you've got both of these things that you've got to hold you know at the same time the, really the the number one biggest risk to any retiree is a a really big, nasty bear market right at the beginning of retirement, like 2008. So you want to make sure you're set up in such a way that you're going to get growth, but you're also not going to face disaster if a major bear market comes along. Now, in terms of investments, one of the questions I get a lot is about investing for income. So sometimes people think, well, when I get to retirement, now I need to focus on investing in things that produce income. I would say that that's generally a mistake. You need what we call total return. So yeah, you need, you need, you need some things that provide income, but you need other things that provide growth. Don't just don't neglect growth for just investing in income. Uh you, you need, well, the key word here that we're all focused on right now is inflation, right? So you need things that are going to keep pace with that. And the only way you're going to really, truly keep pace with inflation is if you are investing for total return. You, know, you need that growth piece of the portfolio in addition to the income. That's really important.
1: Are there any, any big risks that attorneys especially should look out for?
2: Yeah, we were just mentioning one of them. That's inflation, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's going to be, you know, for the last 10 years or so, we haven't really had to deal much with inflation. Uh, Inflation has been really low.
1: Yeah, it's staring us in the face right
2: now. Yeah, now it's a completely different story. And I think it's going to be something that is on a lot of people's minds. So when we do a retirement plan, we build in planning for inflation, so what does that mean? We plan for your budget to increase over time. That's really, really important. The other thing when it comes to inflation is not just inflation itself, but how inflation affects different things. So general inflation is one thing, but healthcare inflation is a whole different beast.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did not look at it that way. Yeah.
2: yeah so everything ha- you know kind of has different inflation rates. Healthcare and medical spend you know expenses have been outpacing the general rate of inflation for many many years and so when we build a retirement plan we plan for that we plan for a much higher rate of inflation on the healthcare budget specifically so that, that's a really big one that we need to uh, be aware of the other thing too you know when it comes to inflation You're spending, you know, if you're planning for retirement right now and you're age 50 and you want to retire at, let's say, 65, things are going to cost more 15 years from now. (laughs) So your budget today is going to be higher 15 years from now when you get to retirement. And that's something that you need to pay close attention to. Um, So that's a big one, inflation. The other really big thing, uh, and we we did mention it before, but I want to reemphasize it, is what we call sequence of returns risk. Uh, maybe you've heard of this term. I see you nodding your head, Patrice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. In fact, when you were talking earlier about getting hit with a, a bear market at the beginning of your retirement, I'm thinking I know there's a phrase for that. I know there's a phrase for that. <laughs>
2: Please, there it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a real thing, and it's really actually kind of fascinating. You you know, two individuals can get the exact same. Uh, rate of return over, let's say, twenty years. But let's say those two individuals are, you know, if you're pulling money out of your retirement fund, and if you have a bunch, if one person has a bunch of negatives right at the beginning, and the other has a bunch of negatives at the end, the one who had the negatives at the beginning winds up with a lot less money. It's really fascinating, and they they both have the same rate of return, but. but-
1: yeah, but how can you plan for this? You can't. You, right. really and so, you don't know what's going to happen when you say, all right, no. I'm going to retire a year from now. Bingo. We could be in a bear market.
2: Yeah, you don't know. And I was talking with a client about this yesterday, and he was like, so what are we in? Are we in a bull market or a bear market? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the answer is, we won't know until it's over. <laughs> 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 so... That's where having a really strong investment strategy comes into place. The other thing is having an expert like myself help you. So we can use uh, advanced software to model and simulate different circumstances, uh, different scenarios. So we can run a simulation of your retirement. And you know, say, what if we do have some negatives right at the beginning? How will that impact things? And we can design the plan in such a way that we try to mitigate that risk as much as possible. So that, that's where I can be helpful for sure.
1: Now, Darren, you have a book that will be coming out at the end of June 2022. Tell us about yes. the book. Tell us about that book.
2: Yes, the book is The Lawyer Millionaire. And it is all about helping lawyers to maximize wealth, minimize taxes, and ultimately achieve retirement and financial freedom. In the book, I go through um, all kinds of different things from from the basics. To the more advanced strategies. So, no matter where you are in your career, if you're just starting out, if you're in the you know somewhere in the middle and starting to think about retirement, or you're real close to retirement and really trying to nail things down, you'll get a lot of value out of everything in in the book.
1: All right. And how can listeners reach you before they even get the
2: book? Absolutely. If if you're listening to this and you're like, uh, I've got you know this is inspiring me to to sit down and really think more seriously about my own retirement, that's great. And I would be more than happy to help you. You can always uh, just give my office a call 859-291-9879 and schedule a, a you know, formal consultation or just a quick chat, you know, whatever works best for you. If you go to the website too, uh, there is a place there. Uh, you can go to my calendar And pick out a time to to talk. And it doesn't have to be super serious. You know, we can just have a quick introduction. You can ask some questions. I can give you some general guidance. If you want to go deeper, we can do that too. So, and the website address? That's Wurz, W U R Z, financial services.com.
1: Outstanding. Darren, thanks so much. And for all you attorneys out there, pay close attention, please. This is the Lawyer Millionaire podcast. Follow us and share with friends and colleagues. And again, the book of the same name is coming out, so be aware of that. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later.
0: Thank you for listening to The Lawyer Millionaire. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This content is not intended to represent investing or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a qualified investment or tax advisor with any questions you may have regarding your own financial
2: circumstances.